Welcome to an episode of Above the Game Podcast. Above the Game gives the listener an internal perspective of faith through the lens of sports. Above the Game will feature coaches and athletes from our communities all over Southeast Missouri and beyond, sharing how faith in Jesus Christ has impacted their lives within athletics. It will also give a platform for coaches and athletes to express their faith and connect on a spiritual and personal level with others in the field pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. This podcast will be available on different digital platforms. We're so thankful for another avenue to share the gospel, to lead every coach, every athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. You can email us at abovethegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Above the Game Podcast. Also on Instagram and Twitter, at FCA Above the Game. Now, let's jump right into this next episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Above the Game. We are uh, fired up this week that you're tuning in, that you've... uh, You've probably seen us advertise who our guest speaker is for this week, and we're blessed, we're honored, um, to say the least, about Coach Took, the head men's football coach here at Southeast Missouri State University, and uh, along with your hosts, Vip and Coach. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm getting to do this. Uh, as we like to say, this is very exciting. Uh, just a great time. Uh, we get a chance to talk to Coach Tuke, uh, get some nuggets from him, try to learn some things. Um, Coach Tuke, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm fired up with you. I appreciate you having me on. It's highlight of my day. Good. I, all right. That's what we like to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, Coach, I know you've been here eight years. Uh, you know, a lot of times we like to talk about where you've come from, how you got here. But I think with you, I'm kind of interested to know, like, you know, you've been here eight years. What's different now than year one? What have you learned? Like, where, you know, where are you going? Like, where you feel like you're at with these eight years you've been here at Southeast with all the success you've had, the lives you've impacted. Where are you at with that? What a great question. You know, I'll take you back to uh, some of our early struggles. This is how dumb I was. So I, I said year three, I'm going to come here and I'm going to change Southeast Missouri State in three years. Well, year five, we didn't have a winning record. And I'll never forget <laughs> that we underachieved and I thought we had better players and better coaches than our record. And I'm I'm – in my feelings at my house and I turned to my wife and I said, babe, you know what? Maybe I made a mistake, <laughs> you know, bringing us here. Maybe this, this was a mistake. Right. And I mean, like that, she said, babe, there's no way, no way we're not here. This is God's plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not to win. Maybe it's just to improve it and to move on, but we are where we were supposed to be. Wow. And I'm talking, I mean, within 30 seconds, uh, it got my focus back on what it should be is how do I get my team better. And um, fortunately for my health, we have been able to win a little bit and fortunate for my family to put some roots down when my oldest was a first grader. Now she's in high school. And so um, the process has been a joy of a lifetime. I've wanted to do this since I was in eighth grade. I want to be a head football coach. Uh, I used to complain about some of the struggles that we had to go through here at SEMO, but now it's a sense and source of pride that we've been able to overcome some of our challenges. Um, And to get here and stay this long, not only 
my family be able to put roots down, but uh, I have a full-time coach that started out as a player here. Oh, that's awesome. And, wow, that is. And that gets still. a whole new uh, perspective, and maybe I'm getting older, but you think about legacy more now. Uh, as a program, we're at a real pivotal point with the stadium, mm-hmm. and so this is a, a big project that you know uh, can be a part of the legacy we have at CMO, and, and when this thing is done and, and uh, someone else takes the reins, the program be in its better spot it's ever been. And so it's been uh, a joy of a lifetime because it's been hard and it hasn't been easy. I appreciate all those struggles because it made me grow. One of the greatest decisions I ever made was to become a coach because coaching will make you get better or you'll leave. No, that's They'll true. run you out. Like you have no choice but to get better. It's made me a better father. It's made me a better husband, everything. So I am uh, just feel so blessed that – I had that kind of clarity of purpose early on in my life. Now that's what stuck out to me when you were talking. I think about when you watch football games and those years, you you know, you were like struggling, didn't win as many games as you wanted. But I don't think people understand sometimes just how small the margin is between winning and losing at your guys' level. You know, there's just oh, yeah. one play or just this one oh, little yeah. thing, and that turns a season, you know, like three wins, you know, is a huge deal. That margin is just so small. Absolutely. So small, kind of like in our life a lot of times. Um, but, uh, well, coach, how do you, uh, how do you intentionally put your faith into coaching? How, what does that look like? Well, um, it's, it's everything, you know, at the end of the day, uh, one of the byproducts of a believer should be peace. You mm. know, I think it says in there, trees know my it's fruit. And if you're running around screaming like the world's ending, then, then you got to ask yourself, do you believe? At the end of the day, we know how the game started. We know how it's going to end someday. Mm. And there should be great peace in our Lord and Savior. And so um, I think consistency, like if if you really are a believer, then you shouldn't have the big highs and the big lows and the big swings. Mm -hmm. Um, You should really be pretty consistent with your emotions um, because we all understand that there is a plan that may not be your plan, but there is a great, awesome plan and we need to trust, uh, in the process. And so I think that's probably the biggest thing, uh, probably just as important is just, um, the character piece, uh, of, of your faith. You know, you say one thing is your actions align with your words. Yeah, that's good. And that's, almost more important and certainly as a leader as leader of my family or my program or my coaches whatever it is um just character and and all the things that the bible that bible teaches you you yeah yeah and i would say like probably you've seen this now like even having a player come back sometimes in coaching the fruit of what they hear or where that's going to show up may not show up for another five ten years yeah um you know you just never know when that's going to show up yeah, it's sowing seeds, and we have an onboarding class every June. Every one of, if you're new in our program, coach or player, you take a class from me, mm-hmm. and you don't get any credit. <laughs> and I like that. The first, the first opening line is, "I don't care what you think of me when you're 18. <laughs> yeah. I care what you think of me when you're 30. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times you hate me, and there's going to be times you love me, but." My job is to not like, I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm not trying to make you happy. I'm trying to make you better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you're 30, you appreciate those truth tellers in your life. Yeah. 
it just it's just amazing how things that they they don't see their struggles. You know, you kind of talked about the struggling and coaching. You know, when with their level and us as as people, I I think I picture this a lot of times. I do that analogy like what you're saying to your players. God says to us, you know, yeah, I'm putting you in this tough this tough situation. Mm-hmm. You're complaining, you're whining, like you're upset. You know, you know, but it's going to be so much better in five to 10 years because oh, yeah. there's things you're going to learn. You know, you're going to grow your, your face going to grow. And I feel like there's that analogy. A lot of times, like things I've said to my players, you've said, I feel like God's probably like, Hey, why don't you take your own advice and listen a little bit on this one yeah. here? It's yeah, good. exactly. Um, but going with that, that's that kind of a, a theme, you know, we, we've talked about how important it is for coaches to be in a Bible study. I know you guys participate in one. Um, Coach, what are your thoughts on just how important it is, as, as, and this probably would stick out mostly to the men, but I think this is anyone, but how important is it for a coach or a man, if you're a father, to get into a Bible study and find some men that he can grow in the Word with? It's everything. You're, you don't just wake up on a mountain. <laughs> you, you prepare, you have a plan, all these type of things. Well, same way with your weekly schedule. Like, where's, you know, you say you are a believer, show me, it should show itself in your schedule. So you have to intentionally plan that. By nature, I'm an introvert. If I need to get recharged, I'm going to a mountain and like kill a bear with a knife. (laughs) I'll come off that mountain on fire, ready to go. Well, that's not how my wife is. If my wife is run down, she'll go have lunch with some ladies. And she'll come out of lunch feeling like a million dollars. And so we're all different. But at the end of the day, we need each other. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's why God created a uh, woman, right? And so at the end of the day, uh, I'm in a Bible study and stop making excuses because the, the excuse is, well, it's this or there's no time. I'm a head football coach at Division One institution. I can't just have a necessarily a Bible study with everybody because I, I – sometimes won't trust the group to share. And then all of a sudden it's on somebody's chat line, but that's an excuse. And so uh, I'm involved in a a Bible study that has been so impactful. And it's not that one Bible study is going to change your life, but if you will consistently show up week after week, Mm -hmm. uh, month after month, a year from now, you will be way better. And it doesn't just happen. So I just challenge you to find it out and look in your circle. You are your circle, right? And so there's other men that that uh, could need the same belonging. There's mm-hmm. other women that could need the same belonging. Just get a group together. You don't have to, you know, not have to be a physical science equation. Like get get together, yeah. share, and we're all going through the same things. And there's a wonderful book called The Bible to help walk you through it, but other people's uh, interpretations and opinions also can help you uh, gain ground quicker on, on the things that you need to get better at. Yeah. What you said there, I'm like, I, if you pray and you, and God knows you need some people in your life, they're going to show up. Right. You know, and then sometimes I think in mind, even you thought I need someone to, you know, to, that's pour into my life. But if I look, <clears throat> they may be someone that God needs me to pour into them first. And now it's, that flip flops coming back. Right. Um, yeah. And I, t- I think I've said that before. It's like, I need a Bible study where I can talk to people. Cause if you go to Sunday school, like you look around, like I can't open up and say everything I'm thinking to these people. 
Um, you know, yeah. it's, you know, and then there was a sermon I was listening to, I don't know how long ago it was, but I think it was Judah Smith, but he talked about too, you know, in church, you know, the stories like, it's cool to say like, Hey, 10 years ago, you know, I was on drugs. I did this, I did this, but praise the Lord. I've come around and I've done this. Like nobody, it's not cool to go to church and like, Hey guys, last night I was watching porn. I need someone to pray for me. You know, you can't, those, those real things that like people right. have to yeah. talk about, you, know, you got to have some close people that you can open up and yeah. know that you have faith and they have your back that you can open up and, and, and uh, trust that I can share those things. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, just be honest with yourself. Stop making excuses. Either you don't want to be in a study or you need to do what it takes to be in one and you can always stop, but I'm promise you it'll, <laughs> it'll be fruitful. Yeah, that is for sure. Um, well, Coach, what um, what's God saying to you this time of your life, like at this season? What is it that sticks out the most to you? Oh man, what a great question! Um, I think parenting. I'm just ultra on alert right now. Uh, I have I'm a girl dad, so I got a 15 year old and 11 year old, <laughs> and um, you know, you're going around life, you think you're just crushing it, you know. I got this. This whole dad thing's easy. So I get my pickup, and all of a sudden, my daughter gets in the pickup, and she says, "Hey, I like a boy." <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm grabbing the steering wheel, and yeah. so I'm looking so she can't see me, and I'm I'm I have no idea what to say at this point, and it's amazing how life will ask you to continue to get better. I've never been a dad of a 15 year old. Like I got to grow, mm-hmm. I got to learn gotta grow. and yeah. uh, meet her where she's at. And so parenting has just been on my heart and soul. I'm actually scared. I'm, I'm, I'm literally scared because I see parents, wonderful, successful parents that have kids that are jacked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how, how, you know, that can't happen to us. We have to do a good job. And so, you know, I'm fortunate because I'm a coach. You know, coaching, parenting, parenting's coaching. I were I was actually um, married nine years before my wife liked me enough to have babies. <laughs> so we were kind of late in the game. I'm kind of a late bloomer as it is, um, and I'm thankful I was not ready to be a parent uh, when we first got. I wasn't even ready to be a good husband when we first got married. And so, but right now, what's on my heart and soul is reaping and sowing as a culture we have taken away cause and effect and there's nothing more important than i can give my players than cause and effect or my girls she's got her georgia has her job for the first time in her life she's 15 and time to go to work uh because you need to learn what work does and the other day there's four kids that didn't show up and didn't even call into work <laughs> And these are people that have parents, like, uh, and we as parents, you know, it's like we're scared to hurt their feelings or something. Um, and to me, we we have to redefine what the mission of parenting is. The mission of parenting is to not give them a good life. That's their job. Mm-hmm. You can't give somebody a good life. It's their job to create a good life for themselves. What we need to do is we need to launch a generation ready to go change the world. Yeah. My job is to that they don't need me. Mm-hmm. Like if I do my job well enough, they don't need me. What yeah. if I die tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So cause and effect Good. is one of the most beautiful things God gave us. 
And uh, if you do stupid, you have to get stupid. <laughs> if I come in there and make it okay, and now you don't have to uh, sleep in a bed you made, right? Then they learn cause and effect. It, it's yeah, like they're confused. Yeah. If you, my my daughter's a good student. She wasn't like me, but uh, she take a test, and you know, if it didn't go very good, we'll take it again. In fact, take it again until you get the grade you want. Like, what planet does that work on? Well, if you have a sales presentation <laughs> and you jack it up, you don't say, hey, you know what? Yeah. That could have been better. You guys want to come over tomorrow right. and let me redo that? No, they're going to go buy from someone else. Mm-hmm. And so we're I feel like t- I start saying, preach it. Yes. Yeah. And so we, we have to take that back. We have to be cause and effect experts and, and reaping and sowing and Little kids, little problems. But if you don't mm-hmm. get them to fix that, you yeah. know what it is? <clears throat> big kids, big problems. Yeah, now it's good. drugs and out and everything else that could come along with poor decision making. And so yeah. I'm mentoring a high school kid and you got vaping and you got all these things and I'm kinda learned that that wasn't when I was growing mm-hmm. up. Right. But yeah. there was cigarettes and everything, you know, different kind of stuff. But uh you know, uh, just, and then and they've got other stuff now, even when right. you come to, you know, that whole identity thing with them, you got people telling me, Hey, you can just be whoever you want. Like, it'd be okay. Like, yep. what, do, who do you want to be? I told like somebody asked the other day, I'm like, if the kid's 10 or 12, they don't know. They have exactly. no idea who they want to be. Like, that's our job. And that's why we have to be better than ever because every time they open their phone, again, like, mm-hmm. so we can't complain about their phone. We have to be relentless and we have to care enough and, and work so hard at trying to give our kids the best opportunity to be successful. And, and guess what? We got the truth on our side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. So, yep. I mean, at the end of the yep. day, I know it's hard yep. and I know what culture's telling. I know, what, but the truth's the truth. And I'm telling you, their kids are starving. They know, mm-hmm. they know whether they mailed it in, whether they did a good job. And that's why it, it's all about confidence. If a kid hasn't really done anything because you've made it so easy, there's no confidence. And mm-hmm. then when something big happens, they 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 shrink because we haven't built these confidence skills from achieving simple tasks. And then you know it's yeah. just like getting better. Do something that's hard, but achievable, and keep moving the needle. You know, and and that's I know so, I got I so kind of gotten fired up, but I'm, you know, I'm it. it it scares me. Yeah. I don't want to be that kind of dad. I don't want to be that kind of parents. And I certainly don't want a team like that. And, um, but it's everywhere you turn around, we keep trying to make it easier for people and yeah. we're robbing them of lessons. Mm-hmm. We're robbing them of teachable moments. And now we're creating a, a generation that is not confident and hasn't achieved much. Yeah. Where do we try to make it too easy? Yeah. I heard a pastor the other day that fits what you just said, but this was so good. What he said, he he said, you know, if it's, if it's new, it's probably not true. (laughs) And if it's true, it's probably not new. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been the same thing for a long time. And the Bible is like, it tells you, it gives you a roadmap. It gives you the truth. It tells you how things should be. There is no, there's nothing new. Like, it's just, you may like tweak it a little bit, like how it looks, but it's still the same truth is truth. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, let me throw something at you. You know, just listening and and listening to you kind of share your heart and there's a, there's a common thread and there's woven into how you coach, um, how you live life, just by the 20 minutes here we've recorded, is this theme of consistency, mm, yep. right? It, it just seems like that's a that's a very 
foundational thing with with how you just how you conduct yourself. Um, but how, how important, you know, you were talking about family, talking about children, talking about coaching, obviously. How important is consistency, right? It's everything, but that's not what the world values. They value intensity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get on the internet. It's guy loses 150 pounds, right? Yeah. They don't say, hey, guy chose salad for lunch. <laughs> for, for six months. <laughs> right. So the yeah. world, and this is, this is brick by brick. This is process. Yeah. This is the world values intensity, but slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. yeah. Every time you read that story, yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to end the same way. Slow and steady wins the race. And, and it's faith, man. I'm telling you. So I've been a believer half my life. Mm-hmm. So I was an unbelievable believer yeah. for half. So about 25 and 25. Yeah. And so um, I, have this, I, I struggle with faith. I struggled with it early. I struggle with now. And I've always struggled with faith. But I'm better this year than last year, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. at the end of the day. And I think what, what has helped me, uh, is, is, is try to just think of it like your life or your faith. It's like you're walking down train tracks. All right. And you look as far as you could see and it just kind of disappears mm-hmm. and you don't know what the future is. You don't have all the answers. What you just keep walking because what happens is eventually you'll see farther and eventually you'll see farther and farther and farther and, that's kind of where I am with my faith. That's kind of mm-hmm. where I am with parenting and coaching and, and yeah. all these things. You know, at the end of the day, right foot, left foot. Yeah. Like when you don't know what to do, just get yeah. up, right foot, left foot. Yeah. All right. And eventually, uh, God will put the people or the, the resources in front of you and, um, you know, you'll get better. Yeah. Good. No, that's so good. Like, yeah. And then just talking about the parenting for me, I'm at a, a, a weird spot where, you know, I've got, you know, a daughter that's married. Now I have a granddaughter, I have a son who just graduated, you know, high school. So you're in that weird spot. But I know for me, like, as I enter this next phase, even what you said is my role changes as a grandfather, but like God is telling me like a hey, retirement or when you change, it's not about like, Oh, you're just going to sit back and hang out and mm-hmm. do whatever. Like you have a job still. It's different than the parents, but my job as a grandparent is hopefully to, you know, to love and instill God's word and like point them to the cross even as a grandparent, yeah, you know, cause I think sometimes we forget about that. It's a joint effort. If you got family oh, yeah. members, that's great people around like that used to be a big thing. Like, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And I think sometimes we've lost that in our society of how the value of other people caring about your kids and sticking up for them, you know, and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. For sure. Coach, you got anything else on no, coach got me fired up. Yes, like, I'm, like, I'm all going. Up there to, like, <laughs> like he started talking I'm about. I'm just glad he didn't jump to PG 13. You know? <laughs> That's why I'm not in ministry. I cuss too much. But. <laughs> yeah. We started talking about retakes and stuff, and I'm like, yes. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. No, I've enjoyed it, coach. What about you? It's been awesome. Yeah, no, it's been great. I, I mean, there's so much stuff. I'm over here just writing all kinds. I've got about 10 good nuggets that uh, we could just go off on. But man, we'll, we'll just save that for another time. Um, thanks, coach, for coming on today and and just kind of sharing your heart on some things um excited about next week we're going to be part two part two and we're going to talk about some cornerstones absolutely right? yeah i'm excited about that and uh hopefully there'll be be some more nuggets in there yeah, yeah. it'll be good yeah it'll be good 
Um, thanks for connecting with us today. Uh, if you want to follow us, that would be great. If you have any kind of feedback for our podcast, we would love, love to hear those. So you can email us. Um, you can contact us through Facebook, through Twitter, through, through email. Everything's provided with links um, with this podcast so you can uh, find and connect very easily. Yeah. Hey, and if you, there was something that was good, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share those with your friends. Uh, you know, I think today's in particular, please share this with the many people. Cause I think the, what happened today, people need to hear this a lot. Hey, until next week, God bless you. Thank you for connecting today on above the game podcast. We pray that you was able to hear something and maybe have a takeaway and add it to your game. These podcasts will be available on multiple digital platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and many more. We're so thankful that you were able to connect with us as we simply use this as another avenue to share the gospel, to lead every coach and every athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. You can contact us once again through email above the game podcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on facebook and also our instagram and twitter account at fca above the game thank you so much until next week god bless